Hey, Tacoma Park. You are listening to 94.3 FM WOWDLP Tacoma Park. It's hype, and you are listening to Bria on the mic, and on the phone we have... Oh, hold up. There we go. We got Josh K. What it do, good people at Tacoma Park? How y'all living this week, man? How you living, Bria? I'm living. It's uh, it uh, just another week. Just another week. Uh, it is just another week. Right in there. 2020. Like so that could mean a whole bunch of things at this point. But Where it is what it going? is. The yeah. way the year is going, that, that doesn't sound too good. So I hope you get better. I hope you <laughs> yeah. get to 2021. I hope, yes. <laughs> I hope we are living. I don't know. Maybe, you know. Um, it is Gemini season, so maybe that's when things will take a turn for the best. You already know. Um, they like to call us two-faced, but I like to say multifaceted, you know? Um, so maybe the first half of the year was one uh, like side of Gemini's, and the end of the year is going to be the best side of it. So we'll see. But shout-out to all my Gemini's during Gemini season. And also, I don't know if I've done it before, shout-out to all my class of 2020s. I'm talking preschool, yes, kindergarten, eighth grade, sixth grade, if that's what the school ends at in some places. High even school and school. college. Yes, all my even 2020 you, graduates. You know, shout-out to all of that. Funny you nope. mentioned that. We'll get to that later, though. Funny you bring that up. <laughs> Funny you say that. But, yeah, but shout out to all my graduates. Uh, yes, yes, and reminder for you guys. That, I love all the vibes that uh, the celebrities and everybody's giving. You know, just to uh, include everyone in the ceremony, you know, and make it a ceremony. I love it. I love it. Yeah, we got Barack Obama for our commencement, our class-wide commencement, meaning worldwide. You, you so know what I'm saying? No other class. Shout I mean, maybe other classes can say that, but, I mean, as class-wide, y'all can't top that. But I mean, I, they did get Josh K for mine, but, you know, Obama We're talking about 2020. We're talking about Obama in 2020. Please sit down. <laughs> All right, y'all. Okay, let's talk. Now, I don't want to get too deep into this, but I will just preview this because we're going to come back to this because, you know, the election is coming up in November 2020. So please register to vote if you haven't because your vote matters. We all need to do our part in all that. So just a reminder for that. Um, But if y'all have not seen Joe Biden's um, Breakfast Club with Charlemagne the God, that interview, I just want y'all to take a look at that so we can revisit it and we can all be up to date on some of those comments. I know y'all seen a little bit of that circulating around on the web, but that is not going to be the focus of our conversation tonight in the Let's Talk. So I'm just previewing that for future weeks to come. Um, But no, we, y'all, Tacoma. Uh, uh, actually, sorry, let me just rewind real quick. Shout out to everybody listening, whether you in the DMV, um, anywhere in the U.S. Shout out to my Virginia Beach gang listening. Hey, y'all. How y'all doing? My, pe- my people overseas. Yeah, shout out to all them peoples overseas. No matter where you're listening from, uh, we appreciate you. Thank you so much for joining us and choosing to listen to us, of all things to listen to tonight. Um, we really appreciate it, letting you guys come into your homes and entertain you for the time that we have together. All right. So with that being said, we need to talk. We need to have a serious conversation. And what I'm talking about is the fact that, again, in 2020, even though we should be sitting at home on our couches, binging whatever show is on Netflix, Hulu, whatever you're watching, and, you know, just living in the moment, we still have to remind people that black lives matter. Um, And what I'm referring to is, so 
um, it wasn't last week, but a couple weeks ago, we had talked about Ahmaud Arbery and the senseless killing of him by two individuals. Uh, update in that case, the man who was filming has actually been charged with murder as well in that. So justice is going to be served in that case, hopefully. Um, it's looking a little, um, you know, a little bright. Not bright, but hopeful with yeah, that. Yeah, a little. You can find some optimism in there. Yeah. A little bit, you know what I'm saying? So, moving on from that, again, we still have to remind people that Black Lives Matter. Um, so, uh, oh, let me get into this. Okay, so a video has since gone viral. Capture what would be yet another instance of unwarranted and unnecessary use of force by police officers against a black man. 46-year-old George Floyd... Floyd was arrested in Minneapolis and was pinned to the ground by the knee of a now-fired officer. The arresting officer and the three other officers on scene have since been fired, and now the FBI are investigating Floyd's death. The brutality faced by Floyd have not gone unnoticed, who has since been trending on social media and has since been the focus of a recent protest in Minneapolis. Uh, so many celebrities and activists alike are tweeting about um, his passing and what led up to that and there was a video that had went viral on tuesday so he was arrested monday video went viral yesterday and it shows him being pinned down on the other side of a cop car uh by an officer now i should have probably warned you guys that it was going to be a little intense but at this point uh you know we we need to talk about this right and we shouldn't I don't want to say warning this is what's going to happen so you could turn the dial or anything like that or exit the browser or however you're listening but because you need to know and as the shock hits you of hearing what happened to this man needs to hit you every single time you see black lives matter trending because attached to it is like r.i.p somebody is what i'm trying to say pretty much um, so a couple weeks ago, we had Breonna Taylor. She was gunned down in her home as she slept. And EMT, during a pandemic, mind you, something where she is working her hardest out here trying to help other people, she was killed in her home because police officers um, barged in, uh, allegedly executing a no-knock warrant, and her boyfriend had thought that they were being robbed, that somebody was breaking in. So what did he do? He went to defend his family and his property, but instead resulted in the death of his partner. And so, like, we have her, and then we have Ahmaud Arbery, who we talked about, who was chased down by um, two individuals. So the fact is that this is still happening during this time of when People aren't supposedly are not supposed to be going out and about or really doing anything. But that should be that should be besides the point, honestly, is what I'm trying to say. This is still happening no matter what the situation is. And we shouldn't have to keep saying, reminding you guys that black lives matter no matter what. Now, if you haven't seen the video, honestly, um, as graphic as it is, y'all should probably watch the video only to see what really people endure and what risks some people face of uh, whenever they get approached by police officers and whenever they get arrested, like when those handcuffs go on and they lock on the wrist, but some people don't think that they're going to make it out of that. They don't know what's going to come next. Um, apparently in the report, it said that he was resisting arrest. It said that he died of a medical incident. 
Um, but in that video, you see that they were they weren't letting up off his neck, even though he was saying, "I can't breathe." There were bystanders screaming, saying, "Why do you have to have your knee in his neck? Do you not see that he can't breathe?" People from the sidewalk are looking at him, but what are the cops doing? They're yelling at them to get out the street, to get back on the sidewalk, to back up. So that's the reality some people face. Now, Josh, have you seen the video? And if so, what are your thoughts on the video? But if not, what is your thoughts on the situation as a whole? I have seen the video, and my thoughts, my, see, firstly, it, it's, it says something, I think, um, that once one of these incidents happen, they're never alone, they're never isolated. I feel like in the past, like, four or five years, every single time you hear about a police officer, um, uh, you know, using excessive force or whatever it may be or, or killing an unarmed black man or whatever, it's usually next week later, next two weeks, you know, within that month or within two months, you're, you hear the same thing. So my first thought was disgust. And it's it sucks that, you know, these things have to come um, kind of at an avalanche because um, with <clears throat> with uh, you know, I, I feel like nowadays, you know, in 2020, people are a lot more conscious of the fight we're fighting as black individuals. And by people, I mean, you know, our white friends, our Hispanic friends, our Asian, Asian friends. All, I feel like more as a whole, it, the, the conversation has started to progress um, a lot more than it did decades ago. And but at the same time, when when I was speaking about this. Uh, about um, George Floyd's uh, death, that you know, with with the relative, um, it, I, I heard a lot of you know rage in their voice, just just off some like you know, I'm just tired. We need to do something. I'm tired of this. This just is heartbreaking, and I could feel all of that. I could feel that so much, and it's just like, why do we have to? Uh, it just it just hurts me that we have to go back. We I feel like we made so much progress. And we're taking 30 steps back You know, every time this, ha this happens. Honestly, and I, it's funny you say that because I feel personally that we haven't, there has been no progress made because I feel like I see it as like putting out fires everywhere. So once one fire goes out, if we address or bring up the issue of uh, unjust treatment in one area then we you know hash out the conversation but then it dies out and then another conversation comes up of exactly. okay the treatment of this person so i feel like nothing's ever been solved but more so of like we just keep putting band-aids on it and i say we because you know this exactly. is our society we are all a part of this as well but then there i feel like there might be some responsibility that falls a little bit more on other parties as far and when i say that i mean parties who have that power to make that change because we have seen in the situations of when, you know, we can protest all day, every day, twice on Sunday. But when it comes down to it, we need to look to our leaders and our officials, our lawmakers in order to get the ball rolling with this. I mean, yes, in the court of public opinion, that's probably the most crucial court there is. I mean, besides the one that sends you to jail, but I mean, I feel like that case 
that whatever sentence you get served there will outlive you honestly depending on where you end up at mm-hmm. with that no, twitter will never forget honestly is what i'm trying to say and we have seen that because uh, shout out doja cat twitter will not forget um <laughs> yeah, we but no this um it's very frustrating the fact that we are still having this conversation uh, in 2020 that black lives matter and that this is this was wrong like the way they approached the situation was wrong Granted, uh, and this was a conversation that was coming up whenever I was listening to um, other people talk about it, other reporters talk about it on the radio and stuff like that. Um, they said that some people in their mentions were like, well, what did Mr. Floyd do for like exactly like that? Right. And then one of the people who I forgot who it was who I was listening to this morning, he said it don't matter what he did. The fact is, is like it whatever it was it did not cost him his life and that got me thinking you know innocent until proven guilty but in the cases of these black men dying at the hands of law enforcement were they afforded that same kind of chance were they given that benefit of the doubt innocent until proven guilty and spoiler alert i'm gonna say no only because now guess what these cops get put on administrative leave or you know moved to desk duty or whatever it is sometimes being fired but that's all they get a slap on a wrist pretty much and what do these black men get six feet under that's what they get they get a memorial service a obituary in the newspaper and honestly i'm sick and tired of it like i was like after i saw the video i started tweeting i was like this is so heartbreaking the fact that we still have to live through this and i i don't want to feel like I'm helpless or I'm numb to the situation because that's what I had said about Ahmaud Arbery. Honestly, I was numb to that. But now seeing this video, I was like, oh, no, like this is just ridiculous. Honestly, I'm with you. I to be can't. honest, I was kind of, I was kind of, I, I, I regrettably as well, like I, I was kind of numb to the Ahmaud Arbery situation too just because of, you know, like you said, it's, it's a constant wave. But this sobered me, you know, this definitely sobered me, especially because, you know, the video and, you know, the specific, not even the specifics, but, like, the video alone, you can you can hear the audio and video. You can hear him saying, you know, I can't. You can hear him. You can see him kneeling on his neck. You can see that the fact that he's not resistant. Right. Um, you, you can see the other police officer not doing anything to, to help or hurt the situation. Not, he's, just be, he's just there. Like, he's not helping the situation. He's not hurting. I don't know, but he's just there. And he he just believes his job is to get these these bystanders under control. It was just the whole thing. It was just I'm just disgusted. It, it, it really it so was a mess, honestly. And what broke my heart even more was the fact that like when I see seeing George Floyd, like yes, he is his own person. But then that also remembers the fact that me being a young black woman, it reminds me of my family members like my male family members it reminds me of my dad it reminds me of my cousins it reminds me of even my friends and it's so frustrating because it's like it's like i can't and i understand so this is gonna like segue into a next part of this so the people who were standing on the sidewalk telling them like why are you putting your knee in his neck i imagine i was like if i was ever in that situation if i had to ever witness that situation i would not know what to do only because it, there's a difference between it being a regular schmegular person who, you know, incites violence against a, a black man versus a police officer. Because now, if you go after somebody 
like who has a badge like that's that. A charge that that's a whole charge yeah, and that's warranted know? if they come after you as well so it's like so there were some people on twitter who were criticizing those just filming saying why didn't you do anything but i think you know we have to take a step back and realize these are like this is law enforcement they are within their rights that you if they feel threatened you don't know what this man is what, what this man has done you just seen that they you know, not even not even police officers or vigilantes gunned down a man just minding his own business. So right. now, if you mind, it doesn't make you want to mind someone else's business. Especially, you know what I'm saying? It doesn't make you want to be an honorable citizen. But whenever it becomes okay, when change out that vigilante, but I'm not even. They weren't even vigilantes. They were just cold-blooded murderers. They were just. That's not what a vigilante is. They were just sick in the head. I feel like personally, because that was a mess with that situation. Uh-huh. But with this, when you switch out that yeah. regular schmegular citizen for somebody with a badge. That's a whole nother situation in itself. And honestly, I feel for the people who had to sit there and watch that play out in front of them because. But they, I could feel that they really did want to do something. And, I mean, all you can do in that point is scream, like, what are you doing? You're hurting him. What are you going, like, why are you doing this? And, of course, film. Like, that's all you can do when faced with somebody who has yeah. the power to take your life if they feel threatened. No questions asked. So, exactly. honestly, to everybody who is criticizing the people who are just standing there filming, what would you have done? Were you going to go after that and get a bullet in the head for that? Honestly, for real. Would no. you really have done all that? Like, I appreciate the effort and everything, but let's be realistic. You probably would not have done any of that. You probably would not have even muttered a word. So to that, shout out to that woman in that video who was screaming at that cop. And even as he, like, stepped towards her, she still stood there. The Ten fi- toes down. Uh, the fire rescue lady or whatever? Uh, oh, no, she was a regular person. No, the regular lady who was standing in the street who was oh, yelling there, at yeah, that cop. Oh, yeah, there was a bus. There was a bus. But, was, yeah, I, I was, I, I really appreciated, um... Uh, I appreciate all the bystanders because it seemed like they all were, you know, kind of what was going on when they were watching. But I, I especially appreciate the person recording and the woman at, who, who appeared at the end, who the cop officer was like, um, are you really a, a firefighter? And she, he, like, questioned her credibility or whatever. And she, she's asking him to, you know, check his post. Um, I appreciate them because, uh, and her in particular, because she's not, She's not a black person. I wasn't a black woman. Um, and you could, her um, expression was based off of the, the uh, just empathy she had for another human being. And, um, and, and, and the fact that police, she, she, she saw it in her face. Police were do, not doing the right thing. She, she wasn't asking what did he do? She wasn't asking what's his background. Right. She just it saw that he was using excessive point. force. And exactly, as a taxpaying citizen, I feel like you, you, it's it's your right to, especially if you're a public, uh, a public, uh, you have a public job. Public servant. It's, it's yeah, exactly. I, I feel like it's our that's that's our evaluation. We gotta at work. You get you know critical about. You get evaluated by your peers, by your uh managers by your even even the people you serve your patients so at the same time i feel like with the police force they don't get enough um you know just moderate not moderation they don't get enough feedback from from us from oh, you know just no, paying citizens who are not plenty of feedback trust and believe well, but it's the I, fact not, that they not, go not unchecked they don't, they don't exactly exactly they don't they don't uh really accept it or it's just like a it, 
They're, they they don't like they go male. unchecked, and this is how I know exactly. because this probably more times like nine times out of ten it has shown that this isn't the first incident of them using excessive force in all these situations. This oh, no. is not the one in a million chance that oh he finally snapped and he just was doing a little he just pushed a little bit too hard. No, usually we've seen before in these cases that they have had a history of violent behavior against people that they are arresting. I'm not even going to say criminals because they're not all criminals because innocent until proven guilty. They are not the court system. They are not the judge. They are not the jury. All they, they are supposed to serve and protect. They, all they had to do was arrest him. That's all they had to do. Now, if he was using excessive force or he was resisting arrest, that's what the taser's for. But, you know, some people feel the need to, instead of, you know, shoot the injured they shoot to kill at this point is what it seems granted mm -hmm. this was not a shooting incident this was no no gun was used in this one but still the excessive force was there and i believe that this was not the first time that he has done that and i think as this now the fbi is investigating this um case this situation so whatever they turn up i feel like they're going to turn up a history of a pattern of violence against people that they've supposedly been arresting. As far as the arresting officer now, the other ones, the bystanders, don't really know what that's going to come out to be, but do you think that they should be charged? At, it, say say something does come out about this. Like It is ruled to be a homicide. He did rule to be murder. Because like I said earlier, they did put in a report saying that this was a medical incident, that he died, like there was a medical incident that occurred during the arrest, and that's how he might have died. Uh, if it turns out to be murder, do you think that the three other officers who were fired, they should be charged as accessories to murder or accomplices? I think accomplices is only if it's premeditated, but still, the, have the, some the other, fault in it. Besides the officer that was uh, holding every, everyone back um, so bravely, there was two, the two other officers that are being referred are the, the ones who came and helped them load on the stretcher and stuff. The other three officers who were at the incident. So there was a total of four. Three, four of them got fired. It was the arresting officer and the three other ones. So, yeah. Those who well, in connection to this, do you think they should be charged with accessory? If it's what I... The reason why I asked that is because my answer kind of changes. If it's the... Because in the video, the, the, the video, uh, the, the Asian officer that was um, just standing there... Uh, Yes, he needs to be fired and charged. Okay. Um, he that's just like uh, somebody being in a or, or being in the car and your friends go and do a robbery and you're in the car. Like you're there, you know what they're doing. You're exactly. you're an accessory. Exactly. So that officer that was just standing there, officer, I, uh, I forgot his name. I don't want to misspeak, but that the Asian officer that was, uh, you know, in know that video, name. we don't gotta say yeah, his exactly. Name. I wasn't even about to, but and he, he needs to be, you know. Uh, uh, you know, fired and sent, and you know, sentenced and all that. Um, of course, the one who was kneeling on his neck needs to be, should be. Um, as also the the ones who. So the reason why I ask that also is, is the the ones who I believe that um, were, you know, also in this, or also fired. I feel like are the ones who who came onto the scene first. Or I might be wrong. Anyway, but. If it's those officers that came onto the scene, you know, just then, I don't think they need to be sentenced. I think that they 
were brand new to the situation. They didn't know what was going on. They just came and um, mishandled, uh, you know, Mr. Floyd. Yeah, I'm talking about like the, how they, how they the three the or the four initial. Yeah, the ones who put them onto the stretcher that was foul. First of all, they know. Yeah, I'm, there were only two initial. Am I am I been tripping? I, I, there, there were only was, two there the whole time. There was the one kneeling and then the, the Asian officer. There, well, there was four officers total who were fired in connection to this. So yeah, that's what I'm saying. Whoever the three that were fired in connection to this, should they be charged with accessory? Because, I mean, well, I don't the think they would just fire anybody who just walked on after. Because if that's the case, then they need to get everybody. But, no, I think they were there the whole time. They were just out of sight of the camera until later on in the incident. Um, yeah, I definitely right. think they should be um, sentenced. Now, or, or, you know, they, they definitely need to be charged. Not sentenced, because I don't, I don't play judge. I don't play God. Uh, they need to be charged. So... Ice Cube, I believe, hold on, let me go back and check and make sure I get this right. I can't find it. I believe it was Ice Cube uh, tweeted about when are we going to actually do something? Like, when are we going to, like, when are we going to respond to this? Like, how are we going to respond to this sort of thing? And now, right now, there are protests happening in Minneapolis in response to this. But do you, what do you think? In a non-violent way, so let's put our on our MLK suits, you know, and brainstorm what would be an appropriate course of action to combat this. Now, the mayor did mention saying um, if it exposes racism in the system, then fine, then we know that there's a lot of work to do. But do you think that's it? Like, that's kind of the end-all, be-all for it? What do you think are, like, some steps that should um, be taken towards that or some? That's definitely not the end all be all. That's just stating a fact. Um, and, you know, time is the only thing that's going to fix this completely. I Personally, that's how I feel. I feel like the only thing that's going to help this is time. The only thing that's helped this from the past 40 years, 60 years is time. Um, so only more will we'll do this better. Um, but I think that It's, uh, first of all, I think it's irresponsible to say, yeah, you know, it, that that's the end all be all, you know, that, you know, we, we, uh, that we have more work to do and that's that. Like, I feel like that's such an irresponsible message to be sending. Um, two, but even more so, like, I feel like people don't, people don't, like, fight the battle with us, you know? I, I was reading, I was reading, um, it was a it was a survey monkey survey on you know NFL relations and things like that, and um, much of the some of the questions were about how you know how do you feel about Colin Kaepernick or how do you feel about uh, Goodell or do you think that African Americans have gotten a fair uh, their fair shot in the league or do you think the league has been accommodating enough to African Americans and in all of these questions. Black, there. I look at the demographics of the answers, and all of the questions. Black people were overwhelmingly, um, voiced, overwhelmingly had that opinion of, you know, I, I love Calvin Kaepernick, or I think black people can get can uh, get more favor in the NFL as coaches and stuff, or you know, just other things like that. And 
when you look at the numbers, yes, um, it's always looked at like you know it's, it's, it's black versus white. That's not what it is. Personally, I, I don't I don't see it like that. Um, but at the same time, that's what that's what it, that's what the uh, kind of the message has been. The battle has been kind of. But at the same time, when you look at these numbers, the Hispanic rates, the Asian rates, all of these are the exact same as the white rates, as the, as the rates for the white white uh, people that are you know taking these surveys. And I'm just like, wow. So we are really, really alone in this fight, in this, uh, you know, all of that. And um, I, I think that the next step, and it's not like a, a something that you can, you can force people's hands on. The next step is just a, a, a cohesive just effort. I feel like there hasn't been any of that. We've been fighting for ourselves this whole time. And, and, and until recently, and by recently, I mean the past like 20 years has been. Uh, that's when people kind of starting to chime in and starting to um, help out uh, our our initiatives. But that's what I think it is. I think the only way we're going to combat this is if we have other people, other denominations, other um, demographics, period, that support our cause and our words. You know. I mean, to go on a little rant. <laughs> no, you're good. You're good. <laughs> yeah, so but, that's but just... yeah, I, I'm 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 very fresh on those those. Like I was literally looking at those at that survey about an hour ago, and that that really kind of got under my skin. Yeah. So Tacoma, just definitely, I don't even know what to say off of this because it's just. Here we go again. It is the same song just being sung on a different day. And I'm tired of singing this song, for real. But, I mean, I don't know. I guess, whew, I don't even know what to say. Like, we can, <laughs> you we know can speak up and protest all we want, but we just, we need a change. I don't know if any lawmakers are out here listening or any decision makers or people who got that power to make things happen. I mean, we are right outside of the nation's capital. And so, you know what, if anybody's listening who is up there, please, 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 please listen to what these people are saying. Listen to what the communities who are being affected by this are saying and help them enact that change needed to see a better outcome in these situations because we're all tired of living through it. Like, we are exhausted. We are heartbroken. We do not want to bury another family member behind some power trip, senseless brutality. Honestly, I can't even put the words together. I'm not even making sense, but I'm just frustrated. So, that, you know, let me just go ahead and bring it back in. But, um, yeah, so just go ahead and get into the huddle real quick. I hear you. I hear you. Um, we, can, we, can get, we can get right into it. Switch the, switch the gears up a little bit. Uh, so last couple of weeks, we've been um, uh, kind of picking at the last dance. We didn't really get into it too much. Um, but thanks to you all, Tacoma, we have pressure Breer to <laughs> catching up. And she is I'm here. <laughs> fully caught up or, you know, basically fully caught up. And um, so I kind of want to talk about it. I, only, I didn't really want to delve into, you know, the, the, the him as a as a player, him as an athlete and things like that, because that's what everybody knows. Um, some of the things that I really appreciated uh, as a viewer in the documentary was MJ's, uh, firstly, it was his, the, the him getting choked up or him, him uh, kind of being coming to come to tears almost when he was talking about um, 
you know, there was an episode where they were, they were discussing how he treated his teammates. And he was basically saying, you know what, that's how I did it. That's how I won. You know, it worked. Um, if you have a problem with it, switch it up yourself and have that work for you. You know, and he, he brought himself to tears trying to explain, almost trying to explain why he's not sorry, I feel like. Um, but honestly, what what the bigger part of the conversation to me was about, uh, or more importantly, was about uh, MJ's activism, or social activism, or, you know, lack thereof, whatever uh, seat you sit in. Um you know, in one of the one of the episodes, one of the episodes, he was definitely, uh, definitely uh, coaxed into, or not. His mom definitely suggested to for, to him to uh, endorse a political candidate for his home state of North Carolina, and it was a black man. You know, all of that. And Michael Jordan famously said, or infamously said, uh, "Republicans buy sneakers too," and. Um, so, with from from that mindset, Bria, how do you feel about athletes and their their responsibility towards you know social activism? Oh, that! Oh my gosh! Okay, so for that, I feel like okay. Let me back up a little bit. Uh, that kind of ties into the expectation of them being some sort of higher. I'm not going to say higher being, but some people look at athletes and celebrities as a whole as being people uh, outside of the reach of regular schmegular people, if that makes sense. So then with that being I said, I feel like the responsibility of social you, – you said social activism, right? Is that what you said? I'm just making Yeah, social activism. Yeah, so I feel like the responsibility to respond to certain situations in the name of social activism is so much more – um, is a lot more monumental than it would be for just regular people because um, their fans, and I'm just going to say fans, I'm not going to say like uh, anybody, I feel like their fans more than anyone um, have this expectation of them to, that they have this ability to change the narrative, I feel like, surrounding whatever situation it is that they speak out of. Now, we have seen in the past where some celebrities have had, and athletes have had that impact, but then on the other hand, we have seen where that's gone left. For example, you brought him up earlier, Colin Kaepernick, where he, it just went totally left for him in the name of social activism. But he stood 10 toes down, and he's still standing 10 toes down with it. But um, I feel like there's a greater expectation that people look to athletes or celebrities first before taking it upon themselves to speak out about a situation, if that makes sense. You see where I'm No, it does, that? 100%. Yeah. Um, so do you think that, you know, if an athlete chooses to endorse or chooses against endorsing, you know, any political view or political, uh, you know, person, um, do you think that takes away from their, their legacy? Or, you know, do, does, that, does that really matter in terms of their, who they were as a sports star or is all on in one. Honestly, no, only because I'm not the type of person to look at an athlete as a god as many people do or as just somebody who is so like just some other being, some unworldly being compared to me as a person. I see them as a person. And if they don't want to take a stance on it, yeah, they live a very public life, but 
that's none of my business, none of my concerns. So I honestly could care less if they choose not to speak out about it. Now, granted, on the other hand, if it's something where they have a platform and they could, you know, shed some light on something, it I can see where people be like, hey, like, why don't you say something about this, this, that, and the third or whatever. But, I mean, as far as, like, celebrities endorsing politicians or endorsing um, – not even certain movements because I feel like that comes down to a self thing of like, don't look to another person of what you choose to put your name behind or put your effort behind sort of thing. And then also now specifically to the political thing, if you were going, weren't going to vote, uh, vote for somebody until your favorite celeb has said something, you probably got no business voting at that point because you're being led blind. Why are you going to vote for this person? Why do you think your celebrity idol right. is voting for that person? If you're just voting because you heard Beyonce say whoever, you're just checking a box. You Really, there are so many other people who would love to have that vote, who actually would have put the effort and time and behind that vote to actually understand what they were putting behind, like what they were casting that vote for. Right. And the platforms and stuff that that person stood for, besides the fact that, oh, well, my favorite celeb is endorsing this person, so I'll just vote for them sort of thing. I just feel like that's a waste, and you don't don't deserve it at that point. Um, But if a celebrity, athlete, whoever doesn't want to get behind something, that has nothing to do with me. That's between them and whoever they pray to before they head hit the pillow at night. Does it it take take away from how much you support that Say it's your favorite player, and they, you know, you were really passionate about a, an issue, and they basically were just like, you know what, I just, I'm not going to say anything, and that was that. How would you feel about that athlete? Um, probably nothing. Dep- well, honestly, let me take that back. It depends on what the, right, so- the stance is only because certain things have more weight than others. Mm-hmm. But then also, now, I some people disagree, and I know the other side of this. Now, not saying anything doesn't necessarily mean disagreeing with it or for it, but then in some cases, not saying anything is definitely going against oh, yeah. whatever it is. Yeah. It's with the oppressing side, if you don't say anything. I don't know if you heard that. Um, so, like, that's why I said it really does depend on the situation and what the topic is or what the yeah what the stance is and the subject of it for me personally i think so i think so 100 i just I, I it's just hard to imagine um like personally i can't i can't talk to imagine me you know i'm the benefit of the doubt guy you know i'm a i'm a chill guy whatever it, it's hard to imagine myself personally putting that immediate immediate pressure on you know Somebody whose whose job it isn't whose job is not to uh, answer these questions or right. whatever it is, like whether it's whether it's even you know our Black Lives Matter or you know just African American rights period. Uh, you know, I I feel like I wouldn't if, if a reporter went to Tom Brady and was like, "What do you think about this?" and he was like, "You know what? No comment." I wouldn't hold that against him. I'm just like, all right. He's just sticking to what he knows best. (laughs) But I don't want to be that person who says shut up and dribble because that was a problem in itself. But I understand people wanting to stay in their lane and not go out of that only because maybe they don't understand the situation themselves. That could be the thing. of They don't want to speak on something that they know nothing about. And I'm all for that. But please educate yourself first before you talk about something. Please. I wish a whole lot of people would do that. That's because we gave the benefit of the doubt out. All right. Mm. <laughs> yeah. 
Tacoma, thank you for joining us on yet another full, wonderful, warm Wednesday evening. You've been listening to Hype on WOWDLP Tacoma Park. Stay tuned because coming up after us is Education Trading Post with S. Divine, and he is going to keep you entertained for the rest of the evening. And don't forget to check us out on social media. You can follow us on Instagram at Hype Radio Show FM. Follow us on Twitter at Hype Radio Show FM. And go like us on Facebook. Facebook at Hype Radio Show. And in honor of the last dance, I think we should talk about the greatest point of MJ's career. And I am not talking about Michael Jackson. No, I'm talking about his royal airness. Um, when he saved us all from the greatest alien invasion. Yes, I am oh talking God. about Space Jam. So in honor <laughs> of that... Uh, thank you for your service, Michael Jordan. Uh, I thought you were. I thought you. I thought you really did mean Michael Jackson. Oh my gosh, no! We're gonna go out to Space Jam by Quad City DJs, and you can catch us next week and every Wednesday after that same time, 10 p.m. here on WOWD LP Tacoma Park. It's time to slam now. We got the real jam going down. Welcome to the Space Jam.